Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 264, that is 264. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zanitsky. Hello. Hi. I have a hams. I, uh, I have a Budweiser, your favorite beer. That's gross. It was in the fridge already in a koozie, so I think I had second thoughts last do, time. Do you know who bought us these? Patrons. Actually, I bought them for us, but patrons could buy us these beers. They have bought... For $1 a month. A lot of beer for us. Well, some. It does cover the hosting costs, which I'm extremely appreciative of. Yeah. And it buys us a couple of beers. And since we're on that topic anyway, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage on this super cool handcrafted website. You will find three open-ended levels of support starting at just a buck a month. And we certainly appreciate it if you want to. Otherwise, no pressure. There we go. All right, moving on. Yeah, the first time I do. So Haggerty blog is one of the I love Haggerty's blog. They, their they writing are so good is is immense. And they are really, really, really good at outreach. It I is I amazing. It. Like it is so good. Their writing, like it's objectively. Like, and in the sea of the drive, you go to Haggerty blog and you start reading it. Like the, not only are the articles long form, yeah, they're like, actually well written. They have long form and short form. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, but I was perusing on there just to fill up my roster for this episode, and I clicked on one article that said, according to you, so they were asking their readers, mm-hmm. what is the ideal car to give the best first impression to somebody that you're going to meet? So not necessarily a romantic meeting, but like professional. Yeah. What car would you drive? So I clicked into this. I'm like, oh, what's going to be the number yeah, one? Yeah. Scrolled all the way to the bottom. There isn't a number one. It's just... The whole thing is like talking through various takes. So, like, the first car they mention is a Jaguar E Type. Oh, I was actually going to say a Jaguar, but not the E Type. I, I'm like, great car for first impression, but like, nobody can afford them anymore unless it's a V12 auto or they're, something like that. They're, they're fairly, they're shockingly affordable. The Series 1 is expensive, but the rest are shockingly affordable. I think I would rather have a Fulvia. This is my thing. Yeah, the Fulvia is better in every way. I would, oh, man, I, would, I need to change my answer for the upcoming topic. I would That's say, what I want. I would say a Jaguar, but I would do a either early 90s XJ okay. or an early 2000s XJR. And the reason being is if I have an early 90s XJ that's functional and everything, yeah. it means that I'm a reliable person Yep, because I know how to keep something working. It's like being a cat owner. Exactly. Like, you immediately know that that person puts a lot of care and effort into yes, the because they have to. You are literally a cat because <laughs> it's a Jaguar. Um, exactly. Oh, and the XJR would show that I don't look at the first impression. Yeah. I look at the content of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I am, I, I am very <sighs> studious before I make a purchase or before I make a decision. I put a lot of thought into what I'm doing. And the reason I say it with the XJR yeah. is that is a car everybody conflates with the late 90s XJs that were just timing chain problems and no performance and mm-hmm. just bad. Well, even the XJRs to an extent, but yeah. But I mean, just generally bad or the late 90s Jaguars. The XJR, you now had like Google performance and like Rainbow brakes and stuff like that. And it was worth really putting timing like, chains into it. Yeah, and, like, you can usually find them after somebody put in timing chains, and now they're afraid of it. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, that costs so much, I can't risk this again. Exactly. But that And so that that's a car where I'm just like, if you do your research, you'll find out XJR is actually a great vehicle. 
but... Well, I mean, most of the components in it outside of the engine, like yeah. Jaguar didn't actually design or build, so you can you can still fix them. Yeah, it's still... That's what I'm saying. Like, it's one of those cars where at face value, it sounds terrible. And then you think over, you think it over again, that's actually not that bad. Like, it's a good-looking car. It's cheap. It's reliable-ish. That's well, fine. If I it's used, had chains done, yeah. yeah I short mean, the, short the of the chains, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't have any other issues. Like, it's a supercharged 4.2 V8. Like, it's a... Very cool. I thought there were four liters, and then they moved to the four two. XJR is the four two V eight. They were all four twos. Yes, in the XJR. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. Because otherwise, yeah, they also called it a Super V eight. They changed the names around a whole lot. They're Thanks, having, Jag. Like, they're having a big problem with like Jaguar becoming like the least reliable form of itself. Well, it was also like right in the Ford acquisition era. Yeah, and then you had also the Jaguar X Type, which looked identical to it. Ooh, like I yeah, honestly no. can't tell them apart unless I see them side by side. Oh. Like, if I see one drive by, I cannot tell. Oh, yeah. Like, but, the scale is immediately apparent. If there's any the, question, it's an X. The problem is, is, like, the XJ is, like, rear-wheel drive. It's basically Lincoln LS, and the X, the X-Type is a all-wheel drive Taurus. It's a Mondeo. Yeah, it's all-wheel drive Taurus, yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't share any components with the U.S. market Taurus, but it is absolutely a Mondeo. Um, nope. The twin-cam Duratec engine. Nope. Completely unique. Really? None of the that's, parts. Fit. That's not the twin anything cam from water Duratec? pumps to coil packs. Not, they don't that's, fit. That's it's not based the, on a Duratec, but it isn't. No, they made the twin cam Duratec in in Tauruses. I understand, but like it's not that you it's can't not use, that engine. Well, it is. Oh, that's even it, more. Cursed. It's a Duratec series engine, but like I looked into buying an X Type two five that's manual bad. for a uh, a gambler. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it needs a water pump. I'm like, oh, bro, no problem. Taurus, look it up. No, oh, zero that's, interchange. That's even more like, oh, oh, so it is a Duratec-based engine, and like all the stuff that actually matters internally is Duratec, but anything on the outside is Jaguar-specific. And this is why I go back to saying the, the XJR is a great first impression car. Yep, that's a known quantity too. Comparison. So. Yeah, so like it just means that like you don't look at face value. You actually research what you're buying. Like if you're going to own an XJR, you need that, that is a decision you made. So, so I was originally the, the one of the we'll call it um, the big bold points where they really have a category of talking about it was a used luxury car that still looks new, and I thought that's where you were going with that. No. But like this is completely different because this is like yeah. the R two thirty SL that's on the screen or okay, like yeah. mild Boxster S. It's a car that you buy because it looks fancy and it just happens to really project the, a nicer so newer appearance. And a Jag isn't that. I I don't like. Uh, more, I've, I've met more people that are turned off by a luxury car ownership than people that are turned off by high trim level non luxury cars. Well, good news, they have that covered as well. Perfect. A non luxury car that still looks new. Yep. So basically, yeah. it's anything you've taken care of, obviously, yeah. that isn't new. No, it, it, the uh, Toyota Venza versus a Lexus RX. They're effectively the same thing. But the the Venza's like less standoffish, and that's actually it's a realtor thing. A lot of realtors oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. go with actually very commonly go with high trim level Outbacks because you have all the nice amenities that you would have of a Lexus or of a Mercedes. Yeah, but you don't look like you're doing so well that you're not going to pay attention to them. Right, and so that that's actually a thing where having a very high trim level, not luxury car. I've actually found that at my yeah. place of work is like. Uh... My boss picked a new uh, project manager's vehicle, and he picked yeah. a Range Rover Sport Supercharged, mm-hmm. like all blacked out everything. He's like, I hate it. I show up to every pre-con, and everyone just like treats me like shit because they think I'm this wealthy dude who's Trig- not going to... Trig's dad taught me that, actually, because Trig's dad's a hydraulic salesman. Yeah. 
and he's like, yeah, he drives that caravan. No, he had a uh, he had a W body Impala for the longest time. And we're like, this car sucks. He goes, it does suck. You're right. <laughs> and he's like, but this is the thing is, I'm going around Bush's America at this point in time. Yeah. He's like, I'm going around Bush's America. If I show up with a Lexus, like, I'm gonna get laughed off the site. Yep. He's like, however, this does eighty percent of what a Lexus ES does for me. Sure. And he's like. It, again, his was like pretty decently high trim. What was the highest trim we could get before you get to the leather seats? Okay. And the reason he did that was if I put something in my car and I've got leather seats, it looks like I'm doing better than I really am. Okay. And I don't look like I'm a down. I, I don't look like I'm a down to earth person. As long as you very, keep it very in really good condition, yeah. sure. Yeah. But like, you also don't want them to be uncomfortable, so you get the one with the heated seats with cloth. Yep. So like a premium trim level Crosstrek, perfect example like that. Like versus the leather yeah. seats where you're like, hmm, this person's got leather. Okay. But that's a delicate line to tiptoe because you got to find, especially in like rural America, like where domestic mm-hmm. is still like that misnomer where yeah. you buy something with a bow tie and it's a domestic car. Where in reality, that car is probably way. made in Mexico or in South Korea. And the BMW that just passed you is made in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Exactly. It's like the, it's absurd. The Actually, that's content. why when you go to, if you ever find yourself in Alabama, you'll find everybody owns a Mercedes, a Mercedes or a Honda. That's it. There's an auto factory there too. That's where they make ridgelines and oh, pilots. Huh? Okay, cool. So I mean, I, not what what surprising. else did they uh, mention? The Acura NSX, the first gen. Yeah, nope, that's a good one. So I mean, that car, it, it's Prime obviously exotic, but you, it's it's a, it's that completely different mindset. It's like this you, person isn't an exotic owner, but They're, they own a sports car, right? Like something that's just in great condition. It's great to drive, not actually that fast, but like it's an appreciation for quality. Also. You have the nostalgia for millennials. Like True. everybody our age loved that car when we were in high school. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, like it, that. That is a very, very, very good car. You'll like the next one, which classic is classic American. Fact. Absolute fact. Yep. If you want to make a great first impression, like yeah, get yourself a sixty Thunderbird. It's gonna be bulletproof, reliable. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be as cheap as hell. Like. Thunderbirds are worth nothing. You can even get a four-door Thunderbird <laughs> oh, yeah. in the late 60s. Yeah, now we're talking. So if you want to get like a 67 Ford Thunderbird, you can get a four-door of this one if, I'm, if it's the one I'm thinking of. Yep, yep, that one. Yeah, I think that if you look, I think there's actually a four-door Thunderbird right there. Yeah, you get a four-door, th- a four-door Thunderbird in 67. That actually isn't a terrible looking car. No, they look pretty good. You can throw a Holly Sniper EFI on that, make it run fine. It's, it's got, got coach doors. Yeah, it's got a reasonable engine. Like it's just a, it's a Ford small block. Like you're not doing some weird nail head shit like I like. Like, but it's still not a small block Chevy. Like it's a belly just, button. Yeah, it's it's unique, but it's also something where you can you know feasibly live with it. And it doesn't look expensive. No, it doesn't. It looks like a cool old car. Like that goes back to so my... all this comes down to like uh, anyone that obviously cares about their yeah. non appliance the, vehicle, the, the cat owner thing. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, yeah. it's even if it's an appliance, you took like. Again, a Venza. There's no unconditional love here. Yeah, it's like a Venza. Like, you, even if it's an appliance, you still took the care. Because to a normal person, it's yeah. not going to matter. Right. To somebody that's really allergic to rich people, mm-hmm. you're not going to look like a rich dickhead. It's a car for everyone. Well, especially at this point, if you still have a Venza and it's in great shape, yeah. that still comes back to the same thing. You care about your car and it exactly. does have character. Yeah. Like, no, it's compared a very to the unique RX. vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You get everything RX is, but you don't look like a rich dick. You own it on purpose. And then for, yeah. And then to like somebody like us, that's actually like a discerning car buyer. You would look at a Venza and go, this is a very based decision. 
Like it's a like literally the the term we're looking for is a based decision. A based decision is somebody that I had to learn that word this week. Yeah, in it, that context. Yeah, it based literally means yep. somebody that's willing to go on their own path mm-hmm. and make their own decision based off their own evidence, and they're not afraid to go outside of the norm. That's yep. what based means. Which is a it, lot of things to cram into a single word, but yeah. But you know, it's what that's why yep. there's one word. Like yep. that's how rappers came up with that term. Like because it means a whole bunch of shit. And it's a really great word. And it's a word that gets co-opted by white supremacists because they're stupid and I hate them. They say, I'm just being based. No, you're not. You're just being a piece of shit. Correct. But the actual use of the word based actually is a very cool meaning. Um, and that's, that's what you're looking for as a based car decision. Yeah. Like, it's very similar to somebody gets, like, a very high, like, this is kind of an out there decision. Yeah. But high trim level, old Korean car. Okay, so like a really like a an immaculate XG three fifty L or something exactly, like or like an immaculate like an Amante, like, yeah, yeah, like an Amante, oh, or like God. or you get like uh, an Optima EX V six, yep, just like one of those. But weird... it's had a paint correction, yeah. Like you're, it's just like it's like a what the fuck? Why did you buy this car? And then you're like you're in it, and you're like this this is actually not terrible. It's not bad. I'm actually I'm okay with this. This is a really good use of like five thousand dollars. Like. <laughs> But I mean, that comes back to like something with character. Yeah, there we go. That's the the last thing. Yeah, the next thing is something with character, and that comes back to all these points I've been hitting on. Is it's a based vehicle decision? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah. And uh, their example was a A one G DSM. That's GSX. Yeah. Or well, I guess that's a town. No, it's an Eclipse. It's yeah, it's it's an Eclipse. Yeah, but. You never yeah. see those wheels. Yeah, no, it's a, a vehicle of character, a based automotive purchasing decision. So I, I agree. Yeah, no, that was a very interesting. Uh, I liked that article. I really liked that. I a lot. loved it because when I clicked into it, it wasn't at all what I expected. No, I was expecting <laughs> like here's the top three, but no, it's like right. all sorts of weird answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder what is the worst car? Just real quick, off the top of your head. Oh, uh, worst car to make a first impression. Oh man. Uh... Here, I'll, while you're thinking about it, I'm going to say Audi Q5 slash Volkswagen Tor, uh, Tiguan. Uh, put the Atlas in there, too. Yeah, at Volkswagen Atlas. Like a German SUV. It just makes you... What is, like, the, even... the most tone-deaf car purchase is what I'm trying to think of right now. And so, preferably something that costs money. A Cadillac V? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I a think... A performance Cadillac. An Escalade V. Oh, that is horrible. They just yeah. came out that. Just, just insufferable. You just have no taste. But I, I would say the, a German SUV. Because yeah. even if you get a Volkswagen, you still look like an entitled dickhead. Yeah. Like also, RSQ7 or yeah. 8 and, and like, X5M. To like every level. Like yeah. to a Volkswagen person, you bought a crossover. That's yeah. stupid. To a person that like works on cars, you bought like the worst vehicle <laughs> ever to work on. <laughs> So, like, this is potentially the worst combination like, of any part you could possibly Yeah, purchase. no, like, it's literally the worst thing you get is a German SUV. And, like... like They're even, all dog shit. Yeah, they're terrible. Like, even, like, beyond, like, a, a Land Rover, which is, obje- like, a P320 or whatever. Oh, God. Like, where those are objectively awful. They're at least interesting. Yep. This is just blends of normal-ass really traffic. This mm-hmm. is, a, like, this is the sort of person oh that, like... Goes to Nordstrom's I got and it. buys like expensive shit. Nordstrom's. I, I got it. X4 M40i. Oh, that is the worst vehicle, and you know would, it's just owned by a complete so piece bad. of shit. 
I, it, that, that the slopey back SUVs in a poor trim. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, um, oh, I, I, I that X4s might be that, so that might be worse than a Q5. X fours are worse. Yeah, because like it's the Q5, but even to a worse degree. I'm gonna say a runner-up is the Mercedes GLC, which does not mean great yeah. little car. No, it's the GLK new car. Yeah, but worse. And every single person I've ever owned, I've ever met with one is the biggest jack-off. Like, it's, it's like, it's, you have, like, my top ten jack-offs, and, like, they keep one-upping each other. It's just incredible. Like That car is leased by people that totaled their, uh, what's that cheap three-row Dodge? Uh, Journey. They totaled their Journey, and they had gap coverage accidentally. Yeah. Um, Because they're always being driven, like, a complete shit nugget, too. The first person I ever met with one was a person that was reluctantly in recovery was a trumper was like super pro israel not because like they love jewish people but just because they don't like arab people like it's just the worst sort of person dude is like gun nut there's got to be a term for that like having the oh, correct opinion the but for worst. the worst goddamn reason yeah like like i understand like if you like jewish people like the good you should like jewish people but like Fantastic. also like if you're like if you're pro israel because you like because you're racist. Objectively are racist. <laughs> like, it's one thing to just, like, <laughs> just believe the zeitgeist and not, like, look past something. But if you go out of your way to say, nope, I actually like that they're doing that. Like, wow, no, you're an extra shitty person. That's, like, Russian level of shitty person. Um, but then on top oh of it, God. like, oh the guy God. was also oh a gun nut. But he was a gun nut in, like, he is... He has, like, 32 MP5s. No, no, because MP5s are actually a very cool gun. No, the guy's, like, he had, he was going out hunting, and he had a tactical out Palmetto. No, it wasn't Palmetto. It was actually expensive. It was a Daniel Defense AR-15. It was a very. My developer has one of those. You have me hold it. A very expensive, stupid gun. And I'm, like, like, there's so many like ways to like you 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 can like make fun of people yeah. like with, based off their gun just as easily as you can off their car. Oh sure. Like you can really just like, I'm just not in that world. Yeah, no, but like in that world like that is the matching gun to that vehicle. <laughs> like it's just like yeah, you are just a total dickhead. Like I fucking hate you. I hate everything about you. And then on top of it, when I met him, he parked his car in the middle of the bays at my repair shop as we were opening up and I was actively moving a vehicle out of the shop. Like I was pulling a car out of a bay because the customer was there and he pulls his car in parks and gets out parks inside the shop, locks the doors, gets out, walks into the front and waits for me. I would have called a tow truck from inside the customer car. Oh my God. I was so furious. (laughs) I, I was so, I was, it, it, honestly, when I quit working at that shop, um, it, I when I left, I told my coworker, "I'm like, I'm so happy I don't have to see this person ever again. Like, that is the best part of not." I can't working believe they here. maintained their vehicle. Uh, yeah, it was just like the worst sort of person. And the guy was like, like the guy was in recovery too, which was like honestly his best trait. But like, he was not in recovery for like being like, yeah, I want to be better. He's like. I'm it's in court re- ordered. Yeah, like court ordered recovery. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh my god, dude, you're just the worst. How do you what? Like just a, a, a he's the sort of person that would sue somebody for a lemonade stand. 
Oh yeah, That's that a, was like not in the right spot. Yeah, no, just the worst sort of dick. I oh my god, I hate people. Fine, GLCs. I'll give you GLC three hundred or X four M forty. Yeah, just yeah, luxury SUV. Anyway, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Yes. I want to talk about something that makes me happy, not terrible Daniel Defense or fifteen hundreds. <laughs> um, I want to talk about it. We it's been a while since we've done this challenge where we've been like, here's a price point, and let's find what we'd buy in that price point. Uh, oh, sorry. I wanted to look at okay. the $15,000 challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because since the last time we've done this, there have been some large changes. It's from like mid-2021. Last time we did the early 2021. I think so. It was probably around the time we updated all this. No, it might have even been 2020. It, was, it, was, it might have been 2020, actually. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've done this. I could so, control F the other list, but I'm not going to. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, but I want to... Um, Talk about one car that was not on our radar or considered in 2020, at the beginning of 2021, I think that we, we would buy within $15,000. So, our answers last time, I think one of us picked a Fulvia. Yeah, probably. And I picked the 864. I think so. Yeah. And like, $15,000 is that weird price point because like. It is, it sucks, which I realized again this morning. Yeah, because like, you have like really cheap cars that are like 10 grand where you can get like a Kazashi or something cool like that. Or you have twenty grand, where you start getting like four door big fin Mopars. Well, I mean, I was looking. Uh, I looked, but the first thing I searched for today was the G seventy manual, the two mm-hmm. OT car, because for a time they briefly grazed twenty grand used. Yeah, and they went, they're thirty now. Yeah, so they're back, they went right back up. Um, yeah, I had a lot of weird ones. A lot of my classic Americana I've been getting into lately is not in this price point because yeah, like fifteen thousand dollars that can get you a. Pretty decent, not running uh, hot rod. Like, well, and that's uh, the thing; like it's either going to be Ford or like, but like, it needs an engine. It's going to be a fringe case nice car, or it's going to be a really nice bad car. And so, or like shitty car. I actually went with the latter. I set up Ford Bronco two. You can get a really good manual Bronco two. Is that, that the eighties nineties one? That's a, that's a compact Bronco. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, you wow. Can get, you can get one of those. In I haven't seen good one of those condition. without rust ever. Yeah, no, I I. Uh, saw one like during the pandemic, but it had been like rattle canned white. Oh, nice! Like, it was like it, it, they clearly like they clear coated over it, but it was like yeah. up close looked like a Mako paint job. The but, like, auto shop by my house has a really clapped one with a plow on it, and they still use it to plow. Their yeah, lot. they're great, but like I, I, I've been seeing them on Bring a Trailer, um, and yeah, they're like, like fun the, little trucks. This, like they're the good. mini truck ethos is kind of coming back quite a bit, and I, I like that because they're small vehicles. Yeah, and you could get them. I think with the three nine V six and a five speed. So I mean, they were you could get a reasonable powertrain. Yeah, and like uh, you can get a flawless. Like I'm looking at Branch Trailer right now. Like in September twentieth, there was an eighty five Bronco two four by four five speed that was beige and brown with like a oh, brown God. interior. <laughs> really, really, really good. Though. That's the most seventies nineties car ever. Yeah, it was like an eighty five, and oh, it, was, uh, gotcha. it was it oh, was twenty six thousand dollars. Like that was that's expensive, but it's also like the best one you've ever seen. Right. However, eighty six Bronco two XLT five speed with like seventy five ish thousand miles uh, in uh, August thirtieth of this year. Thirteen thousand dollars, ninety Jeez. Bronco two, fifteen thousand dollars. Like this is kind of like on the money for what I'm looking for. Yeah, but you can still find them. Like ninety Bronco two XLT four x four automatic was nine thousand dollars August first on Bring a Trailer. And Christie sells Bring a Trailer prices, so this is like actual collector prices. This right. isn't like finding some random stuff on Craigslist and like, which is what I had to go with. <laughs> yeah, and so like, but that's the thing is like, I that means like having these cars, these trucks be on that point. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm bringing a trailer means that I can do some research and I can easily get like uh, what would be a twenty thousand dollar truck on bring a trailer. I could probably if I got if I got lucky, I might be able to find it for like fifteen grand somewhere yeah. on Craigslist. So yeah, the good trucks. You know, a lot of people used to shit on because at the same time you had the full size Bronco and gas was a nickel. So yeah, and I'm like, you know, also. I really like having a small truck. Like, this is kind of a cool truck. Like, Like, it's fun. It's cute. Like, it's 4x4. I can go do stuff with it. And it doesn't take up much footprint. Like, it has the footprint of, like, smaller than my Mazda 5, but bigger than my Fiat. Like... That's a cool I love truck. that you've done enough research on it to know exactly those things. I said, like, will I, this fit on I, my driveway? I almost bought one like <laughs> a while back. Um, but like, yeah, no, they're, they're really cool little trucks, and they were underappreciated for a long time. Now they're actually going for a little bit of money. But you know, I uh, I, I don't dislike them. I've never disliked them. Plus, they have a really cool window. The back window curves up onto the roof a little bit. Oh, interesting. Here, I'll show you. I'll I'll just have to look next time I go home. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really cool. Like the back window on them. Like I, I just remember, like my, we had a family friend that had one when I was a kid. And I always thought the back window was the coolest thing. The first Check time this one that I, just I saw a see what I'm talking 90s about the back forerunner. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, a really weird. cool. That, that would have been a good view. Yeah. Um, the first time I saw a '90s Forerunner electrically put the rear glass down, I lost my mind. Yeah, you're like, what? Yeah, it's really so. Cool. It's, it's in that same vein. Wow, that thing's clean. Yeah, so you can get a really good one for this price point. Wow. I think like, wow. I'd be okay getting a really clean that's, Bronco too. That's still the Cologne V6 too. Yeah, yeah. That's it, it's almost easier. It's like thirty-five thousand miles. Yeah. And how what? much was this one? Uh, twenty-two. Yeah, so like that's like. That's like peak, like cream of the crop, twenty two grand for the best one ever. Like, wow. Yeah, this is an earlier one, so it's got the two eight and the four speed, but that's good enough, whatever. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You're not gonna like, be doing cool. ninety in this thing. And there's a ton of performance parts for the cologne. That was in so many race cars. Yeah, it's a really cool vehicle. Like I don't get why people hate on them. Like this will do This is like people that hate on hate on the Bronco two today. Are the same people that are like, unless it can like drive up a ninety degree grade, it's not worth. This isn't a Land Rover. Nobody cares. Even then, who the fuck cares? When are you ever going to use that? Like, it's never going to be a problem for me ever. You want me to do? I'm going to drive this quirky little truck, and I'm going to love it every day because mm-hmm. it's it's as cute as a button. It's the size of a shoe, and it does like truck stuff. Like and honestly, I can, I can take this down a trail just fine. As far as city trucks are concerned, too, that makes sense. And they're like, it's got little axles. I'm like, it's got a little engine. Like, like, oh, no, the Dana 45 is weak. (laughs) Hope I don't clutch dump it a bunch. Like, it's a Dana 45. Like, it's a Cologne V6. And it's got two of them. (laughs) It's going to be okay. I've got 115 horsepower and 150 pound-feet of torque. Like, this engine could be dusted by a B18. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never gonna have At a problem. Every RPM range. Yeah, like I'm never gonna have a problem. It's a torque motor. No, I mean, it's not. No, it's not. It's just I'm never gonna have a problem with this differential. Like these these tiny diffs are just fine. Like it's okay. So yeah, this is why I kind of put that up there because I'm like it, it just it fits all my needs and it's like you've been wanting a small truck for some time I, now. Yeah, so. I, I, there's a there's a high likelihood my next vehicle might be a very tiny truck. <laughs> so. I, I think it probably will be. I, I like the idea of a tiny truck. Like, I don't want a truck, but I want like the smallest possible truck. And well, I want... The problem is getting one that's legal here that will fit in your driveway. Hey, look at that. Look what a Bronco 2 is. If it fits, great. 
Man, I'm actually selling myself on this now. Uh-oh. This is what I did with a Fiat, is I actually sold myself on talking too much. I didn't look too much, because my pick, yeah, very sell, different than you've yours. You've sold yourself on cars before on this podcast. Yeah, I know. Whoops. Yeah, but anyway, you did that with your with your E36. Uh, you you're picking a really nice cheap vehicle, yes, and I'm picking Moon Miles, like <laughs> probably not the best version, the worst good vehicle. <laughs> yeah, so I picked a specifically a 2008 four door M3 with a ton of miles because these can regularly be found with over 200k on them, and at that point they've got a rod bearing receipt. They do. Yeah, it's been done. 0% chance it hasn't been done before at least once, so you know when it was last done, throttle actuators, whatever. But the thing is, the S65 doesn't have any other systemic issues. Mm-mm. No, that's actually a No Vanos problems, no. no fuel injector problems like the M5, doesn't have subframe issues like the older cars. These don't rust. Like, fuel's getting expensive. The car market bubbled. This is the time to pick up a pre-facelift four-door M3 with miles on it because you could buy that, drive it, perpetuity year-round and you will never lose money also, on it it's kind of the last really good m3 it's these are thoroughly good and like after that like every m3 got gradually worse well the problem with the f the main issue with the f80 like it's a good car but the power delivery with the bigger turbo made it really snappy in the corners because if you started easing into the power the boost kicks in and the car just flips sideways mm-hmm. so it's not predictable it's not progressive and this is the v8 yeah, yeah. this is the 8400 yeah. rpm v8 that makes 295 foot pounds like you're not gonna you're, you're gonna, be, gonna know what's happening you're gonna be a okay forever. so these are phenomenal i would find one with 200 plus thousand miles on it no i drive I don't care the colors, but Alpine white on black would be my preference. Make sure the rod bearings are done-ish lately, and then drive it year-round. I don't care. Put winter tires on it. Yeah. Either. No, it's a car you don't care about. And, and you like, can get these for sub-15. And, you know, with the Bronco 2, that is something where I would care about it. I know. So that, that's kind of my issue. Because you see all the ones up here that have done winter. That doesn't do well. No. No. Oh man, I'm going to like I kind of want to have to come up with like something that I'm not going to care about. That I well, I don't think your prompt it. said that it had to be no, in the car. It, it, no, it doesn't. It, not at all. I'm just saying I would do that. Yeah, no, that, that's a very good point. I think it's um, like right now I could sell my car and buy two of those. Yeah, that's a really good point. Or one of those and like 300,000 miles worth of fuel. Yeah, that's true. I think um, you know what? I'm going to harp on Jag again. It's right. also something that well, I mean, it was about a year and a half ago was on my radar because I found that was the first time I remember sure, is that Jaguars are fucking great. Like everybody should buy one; they're fantastic. <laughs> I remember the moment, yeah, when this conversation yeah, started. It was, yeah, it was a red '84 XJ6. Um, but you know what? I might, yeah, if I wanted a car that I don't care about, I would get a post timing chain four liter V8 XJ whatever, mm-hmm. and be fine. Correct. Like cracked wood trim, like a not the best interior. Cracked leather, cracked leather, and timing chain's been done. Cool, and yep. that's all I care about. It. Automatic or otherwise, I don't give a shit. It's a daily. I think those are all auto, but, aren't they? Uh, yes, you could. Yes, yeah, because they all have the J gate shifter. Yeah, and I think those were. I mean, it depends on the year for the four or five speed, but they're all ZF transmissions, so all that stuff. The trannies are trannies are fine. Not, not, the only parts of problems that timing chain. The yep. rest of the car's fine. It's got Brumo brakes. Everything's great. Oh, you're talking XJR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's XJR, but even that normal XJ is just normal brakes. But, I mean, they don't really run the bolt on. It's fine. You can, yeah. I guarantee you can find a parts XJR somewhere. Guaranteed. <laughs> Absolutely. Abs- abs- you'll find it at parts cars everywhere. Your Facebook marketplace will be so full of parts cars, it'll make your head spin. Like, that's kind of the cool thing about Jags. So, um, I think that'd be kind of a cool thing to have. 
so briefly just touching on M3s again. Um, I found the only reason I'm picking this, I don't even like the car very much. I, this is the best article masthead photo what thumbnail. Is, masthead? is that the terrible front end name? Uh, no. Well, this is of that car, but I'm just talking like the masthead is like the title block of an article. Like okay, the, yes. the, the, the picture that gets you to click on an article. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) This is their actual article photo of the M3 road test with the manual transmission. They're like, it's one of the best cars, but dot, dot, dot. And then you look down and it's a picture of a fence post in the foreground blocking out the entire snossage on the front of this car. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. I mean, the M3... It would be on my list of like the 140 grand questions. Like, okay, for a daily. If the front end wasn't that bad. If it had the F80 looks, that would be on my number one list because you can still get a manual rear wheel drive M3. Yeah. And they're bringing a wagon to the States. And you have to look at the front end. But you have to look at the front end, and that you know, is not worth it. No, that's a car. You know what you do? What? You get one that doesn't have any sort of driver's assist. There's like no cameras in the front end. Yeah. And you just drive it with summer tires one winter, and you will fix that problem. Yep. Because you will just, but I that whole front bumper will come right off. I, I I would actually buy this car and remove the front bumper. Yeah, it would look so much better with no front bumper at all. Yeah, no, I would just crash it. Because you know what's a, under there? A regular horizontal crash bar. Yeah, no, I would totally just drive this. I, I would coast this into a pylon at IKEA. Yep. And then, oh just, no, would you look at that? Just mo- remove it, leave it at IKEA for somebody else. If custom shops still exist, you could get them to mold you a new front bumper. That I don't looks want okay. a bumper. I will take the crash bar. I will just look at the crash bar in the in the, uh, fine too. the yeah. AC condenser. I'm okay yep. with that. Yeah, that's but fine. But I just, I laughed. This was like pre-coffee me in the morning looking for article stuff. That's and amazing. I, I audibly that is, laughed in the that morning. Is I'm amazing. like, this is the that's best, the best photo, photo I have ever seen for a review of the G80 M3. I'm actually going to screenshot that and send it to Ben because it's really <laughs> funny. Um, uh, well, anyway, the G80 M3 manual is a great car, yada, yada, yada. But that it's so ugly. That's, Even a mother can't love no, those looks. I, I want to talk about a car that looks great, though. Okay, um, please. And can you just Google it for me? Sure. I just didn't bother. I was just doing some research on it vaguely and... I found all this cool shit. Hyundai Ioniq 6. Yep. Yeah, that's a great-looking car. I agree, and the, we think it looks great now. I'm mm-hmm. guessing this is one of those designs that's going to look better and better with time, too. Yes, and if you look at the rear end, the rear end's the best part because of this shitty yes. roofline thing. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I hate it on cars because it always falls apart on the rear. I'm and the rear for, end, here we go. That's not really a good photo of the rear end. Well, fine. That's profile. I'll keep going. Yeah. Um. So the high the Annex 6, it's got the slopey roofline and everything, there we go. but I'm kind of okay with it because they put in that little spoiler in the back, and it looks like it looks like an Infinity J30, but the J30... Yes, it really with, does. It's a J30, but Whoa. with a spoiler, and yeah. the spoiler helps a ton. But, um, yeah, but I like the back end. Also, sure. they have those uh, horizontal lights on the bottom that really yep. help a ton with like breaking it up, and it makes it look like... It, it looks like um, those Japanese Shinto temples where you have, like, the bar with the two bars that hold it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it looks like that, and I, I think that's a really cool design feature. Uh, there was actually a different Korean design that they did that was similar to that, and I can't remember what it is now. Look how off um, that fuel door color is. Yep, it's a Hyundai. Wow. Um, <laughs> still a Hyundai. Still a Hyundai. That's <laughs> going to happen. Uh, and apparently it uses a different, completely different electric motor setup than a Nero, so you don't have to deal with a Nero. It problem. does, yeah. yeah it's so. on the same platform as the Ionic 5. which I'm sure they'll have some other issues. cursed issues. Oh, yeah. Maybe not but Volkswagen cursed, but they'll they'll, they'll, they'll find They'll find a way to make something weird. But How, these are going to be like a... Apparently, the like god-tier range, too, because yeah. of that aerodynamic properties. And you know how they actually did that? All those design cues? 
They came from pre-war streamliners. God damn it. But no, they were actually cited as saying, like, they were looking at, like, the Stout Scarab and stuff like that, and the, um... Like the Chrysler Y job, I the not, I not um, the Chrysler Airflow, yep. all uh, the Tatras and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like they designed it off of that because they wanted to have that that classic look. That looks like it could have an air cooled aluminum V eight in the back. Yeah, no, it definitely like especially the side profile like really pulls off the Tatra ishness <laughs> of it. Um, which Tatra ishness. Yeah, gotcha. I, I'm a big fan of the pre war design cues on that. <laughs> and uh, the headlights actually have a really cool, like, pixel design like language to them that they did. And, yeah, that, I really like that because it's like a light bar. Well, that's on the whole Ionic range. I do yeah, like all I that. Yeah, I do really like the pixels. And I used to not. And they've been working it in in smarter and smarter ways. Which is surprising to me because you are very much an 80s design aesthetic I know, enthusiast. I, I am, and that's why I like this. Those are like it, miniature glass block windows, right? Yeah, I know. That's why I like <laughs> it. But they finally were able to integrate the pixel-style lighting in a good way. And I think that looks really good. Uh, and they also use that for a charge indicator. Nice. So you can you don't have to go and look in your car. and like The 500E had that, and the Tesla doesn't. Yeah, because Teslas are bad. They, well... And you made a bad decision. No, no, no. It's a good car. You made like, a bad decision. It's, it's a flawed. bad car. It is flawed. It is a very flawed, bad car. It's, it's a bad fine car. It's, bad. it's a bad it's company. Bad, Terrible bad, owners. It's a bad car. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I just think that's a really cool thing, just having the indicator for the charge on the front end so you can see exactly how charged your car is. Um, and then, also, speaking of weird indicator things, you know door pockets? You always lose stuff in them. And sure do. And like full of shit. Yep. They made them transparent. How do they do that? Acrylic? Yeah, they're just made out of like a smoked acrylic sort of thing. Are they going to look like complete dog shit in like 20 minutes? No, because they actually textured the outside. Ah, very so good. So it's not flat. That's the thing. Is they made it like kind of smoked, so they actually textured it so it doesn't look terrible. I suppose um, they couldn't do glass because they put airbags in the door panels. <laughs> Here's your shotgun. <laughs> Don't worry, it's temper. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, the door pockets are transparent. So, And they're like, they were saying, like, oh, it's so you can see and not lose things. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to guilt me into cleaning out my door pockets so much faster. I know. Because I'm going to have to actually look at this shit. I don't have door pockets in my car. So the center console oh, is like where cursed. everything lives. That's stupid. And that's yeah. more stupid Tesla But crash. I keep less shit in this car than I ever did in my Fiat because of it. Yeah, that's true. The Fiat so, door pockets actually really great. For they're all. so capacious. Yeah. There's so many. Thi- I, I have like so they, much trash in them. I've not cleaned them out in the months. The 500E's got a little hidden like drug bin behind the seat because oh, it's God. got the battery thing in the floor. I don't know. That's but, amazing. Um, but yeah, they also have that shitty flappy roof is better because of the spoiler. It helped so much. So yeah, the Ionic six, yep. that's a car. When I saw front end photos, they need to stop showing the front of that car. Yeah. They need to show the rear. So rear end, that is your sales pitch. The, those designs, like the EV six does the same thing for me the other way around. Yeah. I really like the front end of the EV six, but I don't like at all the rear end. I mean, I like the front end, but the thing is I like a lot of cars front ends. That's true. Like I like the J 30s front end. I like a lot of, like it's the quad very, projector front end was really cool in 92. It's very easy to make a front end look good. And 
that's fine. Everybody screws up the rear end. Look at well, Scob. Like we're all used torture. to the front end designs of people working around aerodynamics. We're not used to rear end designs people working around aerodynamics. And so we're used to front ends being like, "How does this look good?" And they're like, "All right, cool." Done. We, we can that. definitely make that. everything yeah. makes a good looking front end. Yeah. Like a 2017 Accord, great front end. Like bunch of cars. It is actually hard to make a bad front end. Like it's like the last car that I've seen that had a front end that really made me gag was the first gen of AO. It wasn't the G eighty M three? No, that one's that's just a grill, the rest of the front end. Oh okay. but I mean like, we're the entire front end as a whole. Okay. Not just one part just screwing up the whole thing. Okay. But like the entire front end as a whole being just like totally ruined would be like an Aveo. Because like even with like the juke has the weird headlights, it if you look at the headlights, yeah, the headlights are terrible. But if you put them together with the front end, the front end like works fine. But I, the G eighty M three grill really does just kind of screw the pooch on that. I don't that overrules that, that that overrules the front end. Yeah, thank you, G eighty. Um, I never disliked the jukes. I always thought it was kind of a cool, weird, little quirky thing. When the Cherokee came out, I honestly thought it was a joke because it was so that ugly. That is really bad. But I mean, like that's the thing is like there's but, a couple of cars that have bad fronts. No. And it's still let's, ugly, but like all everyone you see now is let's a trailhawk. Compare, so let's, let's, let's compare this to cars with terrible rear ends. Mm. Um, so we have terrible rear ends would be any like slopey rear window SUV. Yeah, X4 is the uh, GLE coupe. Yep. Stuff and then like that. J30. Uh, yeah. the, what was the Mercedes? CLS. The, the, yeah, CLS. Mercedes CLS, the... Uh, Which I like, for the record, but... Yeah, it's bad. Oh, it's just a bad, bad vehicle. It's not good. I never said it was a good vehicle. I just, just said I like the look, yeah. But, like, it's... You see what I mean? Like, it's way easier to screw... Like, the Saab 9.5, the last gen, where they just quit designing it. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to ruin a, a rear end, and nobody talks about it. It's like it was a placeholder part of the design, and they went out of business, and yeah. they just shipped it. Or, like, the, the, the Porsche Boxster forever. Oh, the first gen um, All, Panamera. Yeah, like Ooh. they look terrible. Yuck. The uh, the Eclipse Cross. Oh yeah, that's uh, even bad. pre and post facelift are both bad in every way. Like it's very easy to make a terrible rear end. That's why I like the Chevy Spark so much. The Chevy Spark rear end car. is a great rear end. Like that's an amazing looking rear very end. Very vertical, very taut. Yeah, but I mean, it's vertical, but you have like the giant like cute taillights are kind of breaking it up. Like yeah. it looks, it's a good looking rear end. Like. Hell, even I'll say Janice Buick. The rear end does not do it for me. That rear end is my least favorite part of her car. Okay, uh, it's the it does this weird like kind of slopey thing with the trunk, which I'm not too big on. But like, <laughs> it, it's like I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like if I had to pick my least favorite rear end of 1961 on a GM car, it's probably the Buick. It's hmm. going to be my least favorite. But that's also. You know, compared to 61 Pontiac and, like, all the other amazing The bar was set much It was higher. a very high bar. Like, if that rear end came out on, like, a new Impala, I'd be thrilled. The new Malibu rear end is terrible. Um, <laughs> how have you managed... How have you managed to do this? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't think we've ever thrown the pre-war bell on the floor before in, like, five years. Of I, just, I just really don't like the Malibus. <laughs> <laughs> The trigger was flowing through you. Yeah, I was just, I was so upset. But anyway, yeah, that's, um, that is something that I just, it's so easy to screw up rear end. And the fact they got the rear end right on this is 
that's something to be commended. Like we should definitely like make a point to revisit this in a year, and once we've like seen them in person for a while, mm-hmm. to see how we like the design then, because I yeah. bet it'll be even more favorable at that time. I think so. Uh, terrible front end is the new Sonata. Yeah, that's weird. It's it kind of like sneezy. A fish. Yeah, it looks like a fish like a DC Avanti. Oh, Ooh. there's a car with a terrible rear end. What are you doing? Nothing. All... I was getting off this We're terrible just stool. breaking everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the glass window for this case, but I didn't break it. Oh, that's good. But yeah, the DC Avanti is a terrible rear end. That's the uh, Indian supercar. It's based off like an MR2 or something. It's like too tall. It doesn't oh, perform well. Yeah. I, I want when, one. When I hear Avanti, I think of the Studebaker. No, no. no. I, I, want, I want a DC Avanti, but I also am aware of how it looks. And the part of why I want it is The part of me with hilarious. eyes says no. Yeah, it's got like a 90s Hyundai like leather, like too shiny of leather interior. Ooh, no. Yeah. Or it looks as thin as it is. Can you just Google a DC Avanti so you can remind yourself what it looks like? I sure can. Oh, yeah, yuck. Wow. That looks like the Will I Am. Wait till I see the rear end. I need to. There it is. There's. I see it. I'm looking at it right side, right side of the screen at the bottom. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look how bad that rear end is. Copy image link. Paste. <sighs> wow. Yeah. No, that is a... That's a bad rear end. That's what I'm talking about. You have a rear end. That's so much easier when you get terrible they rear end. They should have end. stopped styling 20 or 30 hours prior to this, I think. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, they should not have left the clay model on top of the radiator at the in Yeah, the all the points. Just let it, like, melt. <laughs> Because it just looks like I'm melted. Like, it's not good. The corners, yeah. All yeah, the, the extremities just kind of... Uh, the car has two strokes yeah. at once. No, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's a stroke car. But yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It just looks terrible. But anyway, let's move on. All Get right. out of here. On to look terrible. Uh, the vaporware company that we love to talk about, Tesla. Yes. They're actually shipping semis. So these were announced alongside the Roadster, which is total vaporware. And yeah. the Cybertruck, which is total vaporware and garbage. But the semis are actually in official production now, and they're shipping to PepsiCo in December. I had to remind myself and one, go one back second. and look. Going back to the Cybertruck. Yeah. Elon Musk keeps promising these new features on it. <laughs> For a car that can't be legally put on the roads in this country? Already. And he's like, it's also going to do this, and it's going to do this. But it won't, it's gonna though. Do this. It's going to do none of that. It, it won't exist. Nope. In that capacity, anyway. No, it's going to be a Hummer H3. Like, it's going to be the worst. <sighs> Anyway, I saw going. an H3T in immaculate condition Incredible. on 62 the other day. I'm like, wow. Whoa. Somebody really wanted the worst wow. possible Chevy Colorado. Yeah. But anyway, let's. So anyway, these are 600 kilowatt hour, and they have one megawatt onboard charging capability. I'm just like, that's great. But are, are they actually building out these facilities like they are with the supercharger network for cars? Or are these things just going to have to plug into a regular three-pin plug overnight? And by overnight, I mean for like three days to recharge. You know, I'm not going to lie. Fleet companies find every way that they can possibly, like, fuck over their drivers. Yep. I guarantee you they're doing nothing. Cool. So it's going to go into it's going to a fast charger. It's going to block an entire lane of fast It's going to take four hours at the top speed to fill one of these things up. Yeah, and the, guy, the driver's not going to get paid. No, of course not. No, you've got to punch out when you're charging. No, they don't even punch. They get paid per mile. Also, every single press photo I've seen in one of these has a stainless steel trailer and wheel fairings. Every one of the actual Tesla semis has, like, silver truck wheels with no fairings. I'm like, these look like shit. <laughs> this is going to be a I'm bad really idea. curious to see exactly how these you end know, up going. But... There is a reason semi-trucks look the way they do around it's the world. Because they have to. 
It's because it's function. It's a functional thing. Even in America, having that... Because they have to look a certain way. It's yeah, just... even in America, having that doghouse thing is like the only piece of design that you actually will ever see. Because it should be a cab over. The company that has never made a truck before, I'm sure will do great making a truck for truckerists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be oh. fine. Nope, this Not is, reading into it. I'm sure it'll be fine. This is totally going to be the blue origin trash, of semi-trucks. Trash, 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 um, trash, trash. Anyway, uh, Bizarre Vehicle was okay. fixed in Japan by Mitsubishi. Oh, wow, that is bizarre. It, what the hell? This is the most fascinating vehicle I, I've not ever heard of. Hold on, the link broke. I need to go back. It's called the Mitsubishi Fuso MR430. And this was their actual truck that or bus that they released in like the sixties. They built it from nineteen fifty five to sixty five. Why does it have they two made, front axles? And get in there. Um they made twelve of them. They all <laughs> high to, production. Yep, they're very high production. They all went to Hokkaido. Um and yes, they do have two front axles for distributing weight because they were able to get another fifty percent of cab capacity by doing a dual front axle, um, rear engine, rear wheel drive set up like this. They got huh. 50% more in interior capacity. And the part that gets me, so it's, it could carry 110 people. Holy hell. Okay. Yeah. But this is what's really wild to me. The engine, mm-hmm. it's an 8.6 liter V6 that makes 217 horsepower and 521 pound feet of torque. So it revved to like 700 RPM. That's a very, very cool engine. Um, wow! How under square is that thing? Yeah, I know, right? And so it's got riveted... <laughs> the pistons move eighteen inches in a stroke yeah, or something. It's got it's got riveted together bodywork is put together by uh, Kuehara um, or Kuriha Auto Body, um, and it's got a really weird like access point of how you get to the engine. Look at that muffler! Yeah, isn't that strange? That's so cool. It's very, very, very odd. I mean, V6 buses were very common in the 60s, especially with displacements like that, but not gas. Mm-mm. It's very strange. Assuming it's gas. I don't know. Maybe it is diesel. Could be. With that kind of dis- with that kind of power output, it has to be a diesel. I guess. Yeah, that would make sense. But Fine. even then, it's just a very strange wow. engine. It's very weird. But also V6, not inline six. Right. Like, what's getting me on that? Is that just, might have even been before Detroit put out the six. Yeah, like in like 1956, doing a V6 of that displacement. It's just so weird. Any V6 that was not a common orientation. Yeah, it's got until. it's got six wheel drums. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you got to stop it. I mean, you got 110 fat people. Well, not fat well, people. They're uh, Japanese. They'll be very small people. Fuso. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just a very <laughs> odd vehicle. But yeah, when they restore it, like. They they have a before photo, like the roof had sunken in from like heavy snow being stuck on it. Like it's just very, very, very weird. And yeah, they got it like totally fixed up. Um very cool, strange thing. I thought you and Tucker would be very all over this. Because it's just weird. I wanna know more about that engine. Yeah, that engine's something else, isn't it? Uh, the engine, I think they actually have the engine code. I didn't see it in there, but it may maybe exist. I'm, maybe I'm legally blind. Let's see here. I don't know. That's, that's probably. The, yeah, they, they don't have the engine, dis- the engine, uh, code in here, but yeah, no, right. it's just really just it, weird. It's also really cool looking. Like, look how they did the taillights on top. Yep. Like, it's just a cool looking bus. 
it's got like a visor on the man. front end. Look at the lights on the top too. Yeah, it's got like this is a very imposing front end. Like this is a well, not when it's blind, but yeah. But it, yeah, th- yeah, it's true. <laughs> but like, Look on we're, we're, we're going. working. Working. This front end is like, hi, I'm capitalism. I'm here, and you are going to be subjected. Toot toot. Yeah, that's this is this is me. All aboard the capitalist bus. Like, that's what this bus reminds me of. Well, all right, then. <laughs> You're like, okay, I guess I'm going to go work in a factory now. <laughs> well, I guess that's happening. Yeah, this is, it's just, it's so cool. Looking. And, like, the sliding windows on it and the livery, all the little Vs everywhere. Mm-hmm. This I like lo- the V on the back. Yeah, and then, like, on the front end, there's, like, a tow hook. And, like, there's zero pedestrian safety. Of course like, not. No, no, that, that will absolutely just hook you. Just, that thing's th- at kneecapping height, and it's got plenty of suck under space. Yeah, no, that, that is a bad hook. <laughs> that, 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 that hook is, yeah, that's going to help nobody. Uh, it's just such a cool truck. Like, Yeah, this is the definitely the strangest Mitsubishi I've ever come across. So, yeah, and that is saying something. We have talked about a lot of weird-ass Mitsubishi. Yes, Mitsubishi is capable of making some weird crap. But, yeah, if you want to look at it, go to Japanese Nostalgia Car or just Google uh, Mitsubishi Fuso MR430. It is just so weird. I feel like this bus looks like the buses from Fallout. Yeah, it's like somebody took a GM 60s bus, like a 4104, yeah. and they just modded it to try to make it look retro-futuristic. Or like more s- steampunk in a sense. Yeah, no, it's actually very... Google Fallout 4 bus. You'll see what I mean. It's This is what I was thinking. It, it looks a lot like the Fallout oh, bus. Oh, yeah, for sure. If somebody bosuzuku'd this Fuso... yeah. That's or what it would look like. A Miami tourist bus? Yeah, th- this this looks like something out of the Fallout universe. Yep. Yeah, that Decatora, like, Mitsubishi bus is just a Fallout bus. Yeah, also, look at that. Dual front axles on the Fallout bus. It's the Fallout bus. This is what they base the Fallout Thanks, bus Fallout, on. for stealing all the ideas I'm from pre- Mitsubishi. I, I, I would actually venture to bet that they probably based this bus off that Mitsubishi. I'm sure it's a sprite that doesn't move because Fallout and their game engine's trash. Yes. Unless it's a helmet for an NPC. God. I know. That, that's how, that's Trans- how the subways work. Yep. It has a helmet. <laughs> so stupid. God. But yeah, there's, there you go. That's the weirdest thing we've ever... I've, I've seen from Mitsubishi, so that's pretty high in the running for a weirdest Mitsubishi. I was going to say, we've talked about Mitsubishi a lot, so yeah. Yeah, that there is weird. Go. That's... Oh. You know what that needs to be in a garage next to? A, an Isuzu Florian. Oh my God, I'm not even going to Google that. It's got a, it's, it, it's, it is a, it's an Isuzu that was clearly designed by somebody that went to go work at Subaru afterwards. Ah, so an RTV gun. I, only a mother would love that, the Florian. Oh, no. And then their, their offspring designed the GADM3. It is everything bad about the Malays all in one car. <laughs> Oof. Why don't you Google it before we head All out? All right, what was I it need, called? I, the Isuzu Florian. F-L-O-R-I-A-N. Yeah, that's a look, isn't it? This thing? Yeah. Look how bad uh, that is. In every wow. way. And this one's... I love that it's already really rusty, too. <laughs> that's I mean, just how it looks. Uh, other than the fender mirrors, that is not great. 
I think the Fenrir is in that the worst looks possible like location. a four door version of the MySummer car car with like a Lincoln grill on it from the Millennium. And like misplaced headlights. headlights that are misplaced. Yeah, the headlights don't Crash line up bumpers. with anything. Is crash bumpers in Japan in the 70s. Oof. They didn't need to have crash bumpers. They built this for export, and then clearly nobody exported it, because look at it. <laughs> like, yeah, we didn't get any orders, yeah, so we're going to sell take them this, here. this, stuff it next to that Mitsubishi bus, and you'll have a whole car collection of the worst of Japan. I hate this so much. <laughs> we'll Thanks leave you Thanks for that. listening, everyone. See you next week. <laughs>